As disciples of Christ, witnessing all of the violence, cruelty, and injustice in the world can be depressing. But we must trust in the Lord and hold on to our faith. If we can maintain true faith that is only as big as a mustard seed, we can do amazing things. The Spirit will help us share the gospel message and we'll be able to serve others with humility and joy. All it takes is the tiniest amount of faith because just a little bit of faith allows us to provide lots of service to others. Welcome to the Real Word Podcast for the 27th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Cycle C of the Roman Catholic Lectionary. I'm Brandon Jubar, and I'll be your guide as we walk through the readings for this week. It's an important process because we believe the scriptures are the inspired Word of God. But to really be nourished by the Word, we need to break it open and look a little deeper. We need to let the Holy Spirit speak to us. Now, the messages I get from these scriptures might feel right to you, but you also might find that the Holy Spirit tells you something else, and that is absolutely all right. So if you're ready, let's dive in. As I said, tonight we'll be looking at the readings for the 27th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Cycle C. Our first reading is from Habakkuk. It's chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, and chapter 2, verses 2 and two through 4. Our second reading is from the second letter to Timothy, chapter 1, verses 6 through 8, and verses 13 and 14. And our gospel reading is from Luke, chapter 17, verses 5 through 10. Just a couple things to note. First, we have scripture readings from both the Old and New Testaments. So Habakkuk is from the Old Testament or the Hebrew scripture, while the second letter to Timothy is from the New Testament or the Christian scripture, as is our gospel reading. Now, tonight, we'll see that the enemy is puffed up, Timothy is on fire, and faith is uprooting trees. Okay, let's start by going through the readings, and then we can talk about the messages we find. Our first reading is from Habakkuk. How long, Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen? Or cry out to you, violence, but you do not save? Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and conflict abounds. Then the Lord replied, Write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. See, the enemy is puffed up. His desires are not upright. But the righteous person will live by his faithfulness. Our second reading is from the second letter to Timothy. Beloved, for this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of, hand, of my hands. For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. 
So do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord or of me, his prisoner. Rather, join with me in suffering for the gospel by the power of God. What you heard from me, keep as the pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ Jesus. Guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. Guard it with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. And our gospel reading was from Luke. The apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. He replied, If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Suppose one of you has a servant plowing or looking after the sheep. Will he say to the servant when he comes in from the field, Come along now and sit down to eat? Won't he rather say, Prepare my supper, get yourself ready and wait on me while I eat and drink. After that, you may eat and drink. Will he thank the servant because he did what he was told to do? So you also, when you have done everything you were told to do, should say, We are unworthy servants. We have only done our duty. All right, so let's take a first glance at these readings and ask ourselves, what does it mean? What uh, messages and meanings can we find if we dig around just a little bit? So our first reading was from the book of Habakkuk, and it seems pretty clear that the writer of this book was a bit upset about some unanswered prayers. Now, at, at the time, uh, believe that the, the time it was written, that Judah was increasingly uh, coming under Babylonian rule. So it's likely that Habakkuk had been a victim of violence. And as you can probably imagine, basic human rights were violated on a regular basis during times like that, right? times of conquest and expansion. And it would be especially hard on the poor. Well, this oppression didn't go unnoticed. In fact, Habakkuk said he was tired of seeing it. He was tired of having to witness all the injustice while God did nothing. So Habakkuk, as you know, he's kind of asking God, why? God, why do these evil people continue to win while the, the just continue to lose and suffer? So does any of that sound familiar? When I read this, the first thing I thought was, wow, the the culture of injustice that Habakkuk is talking about sure seems a lot like some of our culture today, or parts of our world today, anyways. I look around and it seems like it seems like those who are evil, those who are only out for themselves or who crave power or who just hold malicious intent and, and seem to want to make themselves feel big by tearing others down. It seems like those folks just keep on winning. I mean, if our God is, is a just and loving God, then how can he allow this to continue? How can he allow this to continue happening? Well, in the reading, eventually the Lord hears Habakkuk's prayers and sends him a vision. And in that vision, God promises to act with justice and mercy at the appointed time. Of course, God doesn't tell Habakkuk when that appointed time will come. God basically says, these evil folks, their day will come, 
in the meantime, you need to hang in there. It's, it's a call for all people who long for justice to persevere, to, to keep living in faith, no matter how difficult things might get. The Lord says the righteous person will live by his faithfulness. So the main message I got from our first reading is that we must trust in the Lord and keep the faith. Look, there's there's so much we don't know and so much we don't understand, but instead of dwelling on that and, and getting upset with God for not answering our prayers or for not fixing the world, we need to focus on living and sharing the gospel message, the gospel message of love and radical acceptance. No matter how tough things seem to get, we need to trust in the Lord and focus on keeping the faith. Our second reading was from the second letter to Timothy, and the writer, which is St. Paul or his followers, we aren't sure, but the writer is telling Timothy to turn the, the spark of the Spirit, right? the spark that was placed in him through the laying on of hands. That sounds a lot like our confirmation, right? He's told to fan that spark into a flame because that flame gives us power, love, and self-discipline. In essence, we're being told to, to be confident in what we believe, not be ashamed in what we believe. This, this passage tells us that we can be proud to be Christians. But being proud also means that we can't just keep the faith in our hearts. We can't just keep the gospel message to ourselves. We need to go out into the world and live it. As Christians, we know that the Holy Spirit will give us the courage we need to use our gifts, as long as we're using them to serve God and to serve others. Like St. Paul, we might end up suffering for it, because living the gospel can be difficult. But we should have confidence in the fact that the gifts, the gifts of wisdom and love, those gifts will make us strong. So the main message I got from our second reading is that the Holy Spirit will help us live and share the gospel. Now, I've said it before, and I will continue saying it. It's not easy being a true disciple of Christ. It's, it's so much more than going to Mass on Sundays and donating to your local parish. When we really try to live what we claim to believe, we can find ourselves challenged in a lot of ways. It's uncomfortable and, and frustrating and can put us in a position where we have to challenge others in ways they won't exactly welcome. Especially at times like those, we need to believe that the Holy Spirit will help us live and share the gospel. And finally, our gospel reading was from Luke. And in this reading, Jesus tells the disciples a couple things. The, the first is about how much they can accomplish, right? the, the amazing things they'd be able to do with even a teeny tiny bit of real faith. Now, over the years, I've heard people talk about this reading and go on about how all it takes is a tiny amount of faith to grow into a giant 
faith tree, right? They go on and on about faith starting off small and then, you know, like a mustard seed growing into a big old plant. And the implication, you know, the message is that they share is about the Holy Spirit helping your faith grow into something big and amazing. Okay, that's nice, but that's not what Jesus said. He didn't say, if you have just a little bit of faith, my spirit will help it grow so you can do great things. No, he said, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, right, the tiniest of seeds, you could do amazing things. Now, right now, <laughs> not someday off in the future if it grows over time, but right now. The simple fact is that if you and I have even a tiny bit of true faith, we can do amazing things. Now, the second example Jesus shares is all about the call to serve one another. You know, we don't live in the same culture, so some of the examples of servants and masters, and, you know, that doesn't necessarily resonate with us completely, but we can, we can all certainly understand the challenge to serve others with humility and, and not expect great recognition or or even any type of payment. If we are true disciples of Christ, then we're not, you know, trying to get an A on our heavenly report card. You know, and we shouldn't be helping others to make ourselves look good and make us look like, you know, we're so charitable. And we certainly shouldn't do it expecting thanks and praise. We should serve others because that's what Jesus did. So as his followers, that's what we should be doing too. It, it's important to understand that Jesus wasn't trying to discourage his disciples. He was just trying to warn them not to seek personal glory by doing works in his name. If, if we're true Christians, true disciples of the risen Lord, then we should just be happy serving others for the sake of serving. So the main message I got from our gospel reading is that a little faith helps us serve a lot. Basically, it's not the size or the quantity of your faith that counts. It's the quality of your faith that's the most important. The tiniest amount of true faith will allow us to do far more than if we maintain a, a grand facade of faith. And, and that's very important when we understand that as disciples, our faith calls us to serve others. And all that service takes to be incredibly effective is faith the size of a mustard seed. Because a little faith helps us serve a lot. All right, so let's sum up what we've talked about so far. In our first reading from Habakkuk, the main message I came away with was, we must trust in the Lord and keep the faith. In our second reading from the second letter to Timothy, the main message I got was, the Holy Spirit will help us live and share the gospel. And finally, the main message I got from our gospel reading was, a little faith helps us serve a lot. Our world can be a rather unjust place, and as disciples of Christ, witnessing all of the violence, cruelty, and injustice can be depressing and overwhelming. 
but we have to remember to trust in the Lord and hold on to our faith. Because if we can manage to maintain true faith that is only as big as the tiny mustard seed, we'll be able to do amazing things. The Holy Spirit will help us live and share the gospel message with others, and we'll be able to serve others with humility and joy. All it takes is the tiniest amount of faith, because just a little bit of faith allows us to provide lots and lots of service to others. So, let's step back and take a second glance at these readings overall, and we'll ask ourselves if our path has become clear. To do this, I like to try to answer two questions. So what? And now what? Okay, so what? Why should we care about any of this? Well, we should care about this because there are still so many people in the world who need our help. When we see so much injustice happening out there, the answer isn't to turn and look the other way. We're called to share the gospel message of love and radical acceptance, and we need to share it with all of those who need to hear it the most. But doing that, uh, that can be scary, and it can seem like what we do won't really make a difference, or, or that what we do won't actually be anywhere near enough. So understanding how faith works, understanding that all we need is the tiniest amount of true faith, well, that can give us the courage to accept the challenge, to, to serve others with a humble heart, and to expect absolutely nothing in return. Because that's what disciples do. And the last question I try to answer is, now what? What are we supposed to do? Right? Where do we go from here? Well, let's start by recognizing that it's really easy to get discouraged. It's easy to think that our little contribution won't really make any difference in the grand scheme of things. That's why it's important to remember to keep the faith, even if it's a tiny amount, and then trust in the Lord as we go out and serve others. So with that in mind, here's your real conversation for the week. What can we do to serve those who are in need? So talk about this question with someone else who cares about justice. Talk about, talk about what you've done in the past, what, what seemed to help the most, and then discuss what you can do in the future. And don't worry about how big or how small the effort might be. Simply have faith, trust in the Lord, and figure out what you can do to serve those who are in need. Well, before I wrap things up, I'd like to leave you with one more quote from Scripture. As you're thinking about what you can do to serve others, remember what Jesus told the apostles in Mark chapter 10, verse 45. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. As Christians, as true disciples of Christ, it's hard to go wrong when we're emulating Jesus. All right, we've come to the end of our time here together. Thanks again for joining me. I'll be back again next week. But in the meantime, I encourage you to just use this as a starting point. Spend some time with the Bible on your own. Read through a passage a couple of times. Think about it. Pray about it. Try to open up not only your mind, but your heart. Break open the Word and then listen to what the Holy Spirit says to you. 
The Real Word Podcast is brought to you by The Real Values Project, Real Youth Ministry, and The Real Values Framework. Real stands for respect, engage, accept, and lead. For more information on The Real Values, please visit keepingitreal.club. And finally, the Bible readings used for this podcast are from the Holy Bible, New International Version, copyright 1973, 1978, 1984, and 2011, by Biblica Inc., used by permission, all rights reserved worldwide.